You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,278, and this is our 1,591st interview. We've been on the air since March of 2009, and we're the longest-running business podcast in Orange County, California. Entrepreneur and author Marie Forio has said, Never start a business just to make money. Start a business to make a difference. CEO Mike Gentile returns to the show to share how his firm, CISO Share, is making a difference by partnering with Orange County nonprofits to train at-risk residents for the cybersecurity industry. Mike, welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Richard. I'm glad to be here. Uh, it's good to have you back. Um, for the people that maybe didn't hit, hear your earlier interview, which is now available as a podcast, maybe we could start by looking at CISO Share, and you could talk about what the firm does and what makes you unique in the minds of your clients and prospects. Sure, sounds good. So CISO Share uh, really helps organizations with developing cybersecurity uh, programs. So the average organization needs to build out a team, they need to build out processes and protocols in order to effectively manage cybersecurity, top of mind for everyone. Uh, and at CISO Share, what we do is we help organizations to do that uh, via professional services, uh, one-time engagements uh, to maybe build a component of their program, or ongoing managed services to either supply staff or ongoing resources to help them get all of their objectives done. And this is a very hot space. I mean, it's a it's it's a much in need with all that has gone on in uh, online with hacking, et cetera, and security. So you you're in a very dynamic part of the IT and information technology industry, right, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. So there's uh, you know cybersecurity is top of mind in in all organizations uh, right now, uh, and it's really what's led to essentially a, a huge gap in available talent for actually solving and helping organizations to move forward with their cybersecurity efforts. So that that brought me to the reason why I've invited you back on the program, and I'm excited to have you here, because I, I wanted you to discuss this, what I think is is unique, but also inspirational and maybe aspirational for some of the other people that are listening to the radio show today or maybe in the future as a podcast on iHeartRadio or something. It came to my attention in getting to know you and learning about CISO Share that you've started this innovative training program in partnership with Orange County organizations, nonprofits. So can, can you begin by telling us about the training program that you got started? Sure. So, I mean, first off, you know, cybersecurity is a really, really confusing discipline, um, and it's in the eye of the beholder in terms of what my definition is versus what your definition is. And as a result of that, at CISOshare, we, from the beginning, have always had a learning and teaching mindset to kind of deal with that issue that we constantly have to be learning people's perspective about cyber um, as well as communicating our own. And so that mindset has really led us to try and bring in people into the discipline um, that maybe show some of those characteristics, but maybe don't have a background in cybersecurity. And that's really what has led to this program. So what we really are trying to do uh, in our development program, it's a five-phase program, is trying to stop 
really work on two issues. One is to get people uh, that maybe have those capabilities, like I talked about, to get them to a livable wage, which is a big problem uh, across the United States and, and the world. And then the other part of it is to address the projected, uh, according to Cybersecurity Ventures, uh, did a study and there's a projected 3.5 million unfilled cybersecurity jobs by uh, 2021. Um, so what we wanted to do uh, was really identify a way, uh, a program that started with identifying people that had those aptitudes and got them to the end actually working in cyber. So it's a five-phase program and in phase fun- in phase one, what we look to do, or phase fund, depends on how you look at it, um, phase, uh, phase one, we look to work with different organizations that have access to people that have aptitudes to be successful in, uh, in cyber. Uh, so we work, at this point, we have over 20 organizations that are working with us, either trying to uh, get veterans into work once they come back, trying to get students work you know, that maybe have an, have education, but they don't have the real world work experience. And then also helping with people that maybe have some roadblocks that have impacted them. Uh, and examples of roadblocks are, are things like perhaps being housing insecure, um, not having access to uh, transportation or access to the internet or technology. Those are all things that hinder them from moving forward. So we work with different groups to identify- Bodies along folks. the road or- And then, once they're identified, then they are moved into the second phase, which is a four-week training class that we, uh, where we go over the fundamentals of security, um, as well as start working with these folks on removing some of the roadblocks that maybe they're experiencing so that they can focus on the training. The biggest thing we do in that training uh, is, one, uh, try to just basically dispel some of the myths around cyber uh, security. Um, a lot of people think, Cybersecurity is just, you know, a, a guy with a hoodie on, you know, hacking all day long. And the truth of the matter is, like I said, um, most people don't really understand a lot of elements around cybersecurity, and a lot of it just has to do with communication. So we identify those folks, and we, we're training them in this class. Um, we also support, support them with mentors and help them all the way through um, they get homework. Their homework is graded. Many of the homework assignments are associated with, you know, actually how you write in a business context, as well as your communication skills uh, and, and communicating uh, verbally. And then by the end of that course, if they make it through after the four weeks, we put them into phase uh, three. Phase three is a paid intern um, at CISOshare. Um, where it's not just an intern to come in and, and mow the lawn. Um, it really is starting to ready people to do real tasks in specific job roles that are in high demand right now. We work through that uh, portion, and that moves us into phase four. And uh, phase four is what we call the demand section of the process, where we work with participating organizations that are willing to give these uh, folks three to six months real engagements performing these tasks to get them that gold, which is real-world work experience. And then after that, phase five is putting them either into uh, another round of a three- to six-month project or getting them into full-time work. All along the way, the objective is to give these folks opportunities and to get them real-world work experience. Um, because that's really the the uh, you know that's the big the big thing that keeps people from getting work is if they don't have that real world work experience. 
So yeah. I'm, ta I'm talking with Mike Gentile, who is the CEO and president of CISO Share, and we're talking about a very specific program that he and his team there, with others now, 20 other organizations, are doing uh, within both their industry but also within this greater Orange County community. So, Mike, how long have you had the program up and running? That was great. So we started um, initially with a pilot program with um, Upskill OC, Orange County United Way, and um, that was in June of 2019. And from that, since that time, we've run through three waves, which is basically a wave is, you know, moving all the uh, moving participants all the way from phase one to uh, through to phase five. And at this point, we've given the opportunity to over 80. Uh, 80 folks, uh, and in 2020, we're looking to uh, significantly uh, increase um, the amount of people that we're able to give the opportunity to. When you started the program last year, um, in, in the summer of last year, did you have the multi-phase approach to it, or was that something, because I, I, I'm hoping our conversation will inspire other business owners and CEOs to think about how they might model what you're doing and learn from your example. So so did you have it this well-defined on day one, or was that an evolution of the program? Sure. So we, from the beginning, had the five-phase model. However, um, what we found was that there was so many things that occurred that really added to the program that we didn't really truly see until we started doing it. And by that, you know, we really just asked to just, we just did the program. We just did a pilot and with the expectation that it was a pilot and started just moving through it. But there were so many things we learned that you can only learn in just giving it a shot. Um, for example, um, you know, in the, in the beginning, we didn't know if anyone was going to show up, uh, <laughs> just being really open. It was a very new program. And so as a result, we opened it up to all demographics of people, all types of people coming from different situations. So normally you see like a, a training program just for veterans or, uh, you know, maybe just for housing insecure or just for people that are students. And what we did, because we didn't know if we were going to fill it, we opened it up to everybody. So you, in the first class that we did, you might have someone that is housing insecure next to someone that's making 150 grand a year and just looking to transition to a new discipline, all working together with students and veterans. And from that point, now it is a hallmark of our program um, because we just found that that really just adds so much as we really get the perspectives and how the people work work together. Um, so those are things that we we almost found out by mistake. Um, however, they they just are really now the biggest things um, uh, that really go go with the program as you go. And so I think the maybe the message there is really don't let great be the enemy of good when you're trying to uh, give back or really trying to help in this way because there's so many things you can't think through if your heart's in the right place you're going to do good and it's going to you're going to get this insight as you're working through it. I love that because I believe diversity is a strength and there's a real world example ladies and gentlemen of a peer a business owner who um, found the same thing through the work that you're doing. I wonder if you could personalize maybe the program a bit for us. Is there 
I'm sure there are many stories, Mike, that you could share with us through the waves that you've put through already. But is there one that you could relate to our audience that would help them maybe understand the impact that the program is having on individuals here in Orange County? Sure. So really one of the first participants uh, that we had, Cheryl, um, come through and, you know, she's really made it all the way through the program and is now, you know, fully working. She's working with us. She's on on client sites and has made it all the way into um, phase five of the program. And I think what's, what was so inspirational, what was so crazy for me personally is that when we first did the first class and people were starting to turn in the homework and everything, you know, it was just amazing with her in particular, just how she was able to excel so, so quickly. And when we gave the initial homework assignments, again, this was all a pilot and a test. We didn't know how people were going to do. And I just remember reviewing her homework for the first time. And I was like, this program is going to work. Just, I, I know these people can, can do this. And at this point, she's working on some of the most complex projects out there. Um, and she's also just one. There's others as well. And on top of that, um, you know, she was in our first cohort of moving through the program. And, um, you know, now it just, as, as we've gotten better at identifying people, it's just amazing that at the beginning, people are getting even stronger and stronger and stronger. And so as these folks make it through this next round, you know, I can't, it's just going to be amazing to see. The other thing um, that I really learned that just kind of strikes me, struck me personally, is originally with our homework, when we give it out, I didn't think that many of the homework are videoing yourself and, and, and being able to communicate and coming up with ways of describing things in cybersecurity, but in a, in a verbal way. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, we're given the same homework assignment and you know, it's going to be, um, I'm going to start getting the same thing. People won't be able to um, top it anymore with what they're sending us. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, what, what we started doing was actually showing some of the best homeworks each class um, early on, and it just set the bar even higher. And, like, literally I've just come to the conclusion now that, like, sky's the limit with what, uh, with what people uh, can do uh, with their homework. Um, it's actually something we're working on right now um, is putting out some of the homework on social media that just is because it's a learning and teaching uh, environment for those that are comfortable uh, uh, with with letting us put it online because it's so valuable to just help people with certain um, cybersecurity issues that are top of mind for us all. I'm talking with Mike Gentile. He is CEO and president of CISO Share. We're talking about a very inspiring program that he started last summer and now working with 20 organizations here in Southern California. We talked about the program. We talked about the impact it has on the people that are going through the cohorts. I'm wondering, from your perspective, Mike, and for the other business owners and CEOs that are listening, what impact has the program had on the employees of CISO Share and maybe the culture of the company? is? Has there been any? And if so, can you share it with our audience? Yeah, absolutely. You know, really being a learning and teaching environment uh, from the beginning, we've, we've always said, hey, you know, we'll we'll teach you anything if you work at CISO Share, but we ask you to kind of give back. Um, this program, because everyone supports, you know, everyone that's an employee at CISO Share actually supports in either mentoring or participating in grading homework or even teaching the, the class, it really 
allows us to live that ideal, right, of, of where we're trying to go. And, you know, I've always said you, you really don't know something until you can teach it. And all of us are always teaching others in this program, and it's caused us just to become more defined with how really how we operate as a company because um, we're always having to organize it and teach it on to others. Oh. And I think that's been one of the most amazing side effects as well uh, 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 to the program in, in addition sure. to everything else. So what advice could you share based on your experience with this program for other business owners like you and entrepreneurs who, who may not want, I'm hoping, may not want to attempt to something similar with, with their company? You know, what, what advice, given your year-plus experience with this program and the success that you've seen, could you pass on to others, Mike? The, the first is, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, to, <clears throat> to just not be, to give it a shot and give it a go, put a line in the sand to actually come up with something and try it. Be open that you're trying it, um, but give it, a, give it a go. Specifically when it comes to helping others, I've kind of noticed that a lot of times there's just a lot of planning um, that, different, that, that a lot of people go into, and I'm not saying to not plan. However, just really putting a line in the sand and just doing it is going to help you move forward quicker. So, for example, when we originally came up with this idea, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, well, let's, you know, plan it for six months and and get all kinds of stuff going. And I was like, you know what? Let's actually just organize it as best we can, let everyone know this is the pilot, and test it so that we can learn all of these uh, things. Um, and so that would be the first suggestion because of really – when you give it that try, you're going to learn all those things like diversity really adds to the class or, um, you know, any of those types of things like showing them homework is going to make it in the beginning, allows them to build, know what to, what the expectation is and build on it. We've learned so many things that we didn't plan, um, but that um, really gives the innovation of it. The other uh, suggestion I would give is that there is a way that nonprofits operate just with how they have to operate because they're donate, you know, there's it's a lot based on donations and there's just different protocols in that world. And um, it's amazing how many people are doing so many great things. In business, it's kind of different, right? It's just a different way of trying to operate and do things. And I think what's really important is to kind of don't feel that you have to either be a business or you have to be a nonprofit. Um, it's really how you can work together with what you do as a business in order to make it work. And I think that's been another unique thing about our program, but it's really allowed us to connect the business world with, with the, the nonprofit world, if that makes sense. It does. And um, here in a critical mass community, we we believe that purpose is the difference you and your firm are trying to make in the world. And you can define the world as you see fit and you're comfortable with. But I'm wondering if I could ask you, Mike, kind of, can you share the purpose that's animating you and CISO share at this time? The, the real purpose is to push this program uh, global and make as big a difference uh, as we can in this world. And really solve two major problems. Um, one, just helping people to, you know, uh, get where they want to get in their lives and also, you know, addressing 
this cybersecurity war that we're in right now and, and fighting all the bad guys there. Um, and you know, it's, it's really been a very life changing experience for me. Um, and it's just really motivated me. I'm never, it's easy to get up in the morning and, and come into work. Um, and, uh, with, with what we're trying to take on. I can see why. I'm so glad that we were able to get you back on the program um, so quickly because I wanted to get this program. I think it's innovative, and I think it's 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 something that others could do. And I'm hope I'm hopeful that it's inspiring someone today, or maybe in the future, a podcast, iHeartRadio, or something to try something similar. How would someone learn more about CISO Share, and then, if if appropriate, how do they learn more about your program, Mike? Sure. So if you come to CISOshare.com, the, the program is called Cyber Ford. Um, we just uh, uh, rebranded it, and you know you can learn about it on our website. Uh, also, you know I'm on uh, LinkedIn. Feel free if anyone is interested in like starting a program uh, like this or something like this. I'm more than happy to answer questions um, just with what we've learned. Um, I don't have all the answers, but we've definitely learned a lot. Um, I'm more than happy to to share that. Well. I, I appreciate your time this afternoon. I know for those that are listening live or will be listening to the podcast shortly, there are many other things that would be calling for your attention given these times that we're living in right now. So I appreciate, Mike, that you are able to dedicate some time to my audience and share this program. And thank you for what you're doing in the Orange County community. I, as, a, as a resident here, I truly appreciate the positive impact you're making. Sure. Thanks so much for having me again, Richard. I appreciate it as always. Uh, of course, you're a friend of the program and a member of the critical mass community, and I'm very happy to share with others what you're doing. Have a good day, my friend. You as well. Bye-bye. I'd like to thank our engineer for today, Paul Roberts, and our producers without whom couldn't do the show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Vanessa Holland. If you'd like to connect with me, I'd ask you connect on LinkedIn first. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Until our next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 